What is going on, team? And welcome back to another episode of the Listen Whilst You Step podcast. And today we are here with the one, the only, Miss Ellen Johnson. Eleanor is our head of female success and uh, head of female coaching. She's an absolute rock star. She's helping all the girls absolutely kill it. Um, how are you going, Elle? How's your day been? Yes, good. Busy day. But... Yeah. So yeah. it's bloody, bloody cold in Jersey at the moment, isn't it? Yeah, horrible to get steps in. Yeah, even even Mando didn't want to go outside, did he? No, he just like walked backward, back back into the door. Not a fan. <laughs> uh, for those of you who don't know, Mando is uh, Eleanor and Jason's uh, little woofer, little doggo. Is an he's a he's a beefcake, isn't he? He is beautiful. He is. He is I'm not biased. He is the best looking dog I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. I know you wanted a dog for so long before obviously you got him. Yeah, exactly. I want, and I said I wanted a blue staffy as well, but we rescued him, so it was like just a, you know match made in heaven. We had to get him. Yeah, it kind of, it kind of, it kind of came out of nowhere, didn't it? It all just fell into place. It was meant to be. Yeah, exactly. It was meant to be. Exactly. Um, but do you want to just give everyone a little bit of an intro? <clears throat> Who are you? How did you get into training, health, fitness, nutrition? Um, how have you? How have we ended up here today? So very similar to you and the fact that we um, started our fitness journey probably with the um, Jersey One Foundation through tennis, did strength and conditioning from I was 14 when I started. So um, never been to the gym before in my life, didn't know how to squat, didn't know how to do anything and went there um, and just kind of fell in love with the gym. Um, also from a very young age, played tennis. Um, at 16, started playing touch rugby which was nice just having a team sport instead of obviously being very individual all the time. Um, and then work-wise, I've always been a hard worker. Love, had many, many jobs. Between 16 and 18, I was probably working about six different jobs. Um, I then went into trust comp company admin for two and a half years. So I kind of know what it's like to have that nine to five desk job. Um, but obviously now into the online coaching, bit of personal training and sportsman suits on the side as well. Um, and then... Hobby-wise, love love the gym, which I know sounds like a basic answer, but I do. <laughs> um, I like baking. Sam loves my baking as well. And then top, um, top baker, yeah. best, best best banana bread I've ever had. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, I just I like the team sports, which I haven't been doing the last couple of years because of my knee. I had knee surgery, but something I want to get back into. So looking at that. Yeah, hundred percent. So it's safe to say we're both very very similar here. Obviously, for those of you who don't know. <laughs> We are brother and sister. We seem to yeah. get this question all the time. People don't realise until they realise. Like, <laughs> did the Johnson and Johnson not get not give it away? Um, but it's amazing. There's one thing that we've like without blowing my own trumpet. I think we both had it. We has always been hard workers, and I think it's down to mom and dad kicking our ass into gear every now and then. Um, but what I want to do is just kind of take back a little bit. Obviously, you've always been into health and fitness. Has always been a huge part of your life but you recently underwent kind of your own big transformation. Okay. And I want yeah. to kind of dive into that and just kind of show people because as fitness coaches, as online coaches, personal trainers, people can kind of look mm -hmm. at us and kind of say, Oh, it's okay for you. You're a personal trainer. And mm -hmm. uh, I know I definitely got a lot of that when um, I went through my big transformation, people may have looked at me at the time and said, yeah, but you're in good shape or it's not that bad, but it was about how I felt. So why don't we just take people back a little bit 
one, obviously, I know health and fitness was a huge part. Then gym and training probably dipped down a little bit how much you were kind of doing. And then obviously it came really into fruition over the last couple of years. But where did you find yourself? Where, where, where were you kind of stuck for a bit? I think it was lockdown, like similar to everyone, was where I put on a lot of weight. Um, I've never had a problem with the gym. Always loved going to the gym and working out. So that was like the training side of things was never an issue. It was mainly the nutrition side. Um, I mean, I think we spoke about this in another podcast that I got told to um, do like the green face diet, which is essentially just eating anything green, so vegetables and anything with a face. So meat, it was literally just meat and vegetables. It's like a low carb diet. Um, but I more went into the calorie counting. I was so, so good Monday to Friday and I was just an absolute weekend warrior. Um, so really big on like the yo-yo dieting. Um, obviously weekend social events love crisps so it was just always that always that weekends that just didn't just didn't work for me um so I definitely tried to lose weight and it just wasn't working and I just realized after taking photos I'm like shit I need to kick up the ass here and just actually sort my life out so um yeah that's yeah how, how did it feel when I, I can really relate I remember looking the big trigger for me was I remember playing a rugby match and the boys were just taking the piss oh that t- that shirt's fitting a bit tight and I'm like aha having a joke oh it's all paid for and things like that and I saw the photos after the match and I remember seeing a photo of me kicking and my love handle was literally hanging over my shorts and I was like Simon something needs to change how, how did you feel when you took those progress photos um I think I felt like I looked worse in the photos than I thought I'd looked I think that's maybe the opposite of other some people. But when I looked at the, like, especially your back photos, you can't really look at your back properly in the mirror, can you? I looked at my mm. back photos, I was like, oh my God. Um, and I just, yeah, I wasn't comfortable in any of my clothes. I didn't want to wear any of my clothes. Um, I was always wearing baggy clothes or something to cover everything up. Um, especially over lockdown, you kind of, you're not going out and seeing people. We gymmed here. If I was working from home, no one saw me. So I almost just kind of went into my own bubble that, you know, didn't, didn't matter, but it did. Um, yeah. So then I just decided I needed to sort it out, obviously be a good role model for my clients and also just do it for myself as well. Yeah, I think it's so easy when you get caught in work, caught in looking after everybody else. And we see this re- a lot with kind of people who either have extremely busy jobs or maybe even mums as well, mm-hmm. where they constantly put everyone else before themselves. And then mm-hmm. all of a sudden they find themselves in a position where they're not operating at their best potentially. And if you, if you can't look after you, how can you? be there and look after other people so what what impact was it having on you as a like in terms of that maybe lack of confidence not feeling comfortable in your clothes yeah not feeling comfortable confident um didn't I stopped going touch on B because I didn't want to be the big one there kind of thing um yeah just just wasn't comfortable wasn't confident and I think my confidence gained massively like you you know that as well especially from from school come a lot more be frozen oh you sorry you'd frozen no, i'm still there <laughs> i'm just frozen in place. Um, still there. <laughs> i'm still there i'm still yeah. there um, i think so it was start, think... starting to stop you doing some of the things that you really enjoyed as well yeah and i think also when i was at my biggest i was working two full-time jobs plus so i was doing obviously working in the office and i was working online which for both full-time jobs. So I was having to do two full-time jobs at the same time and I was PT and I was massaging. Um, and I just think I just let work take over me and not so I just working too much rather than actually just doing something for myself. 
yeah, hundred percent. It's a. Uh, I also I think that can potentially lead, and I think so many people see this, and I felt massive victim of this. Is if you're working mm-hmm. so much in the week that you're just looking to escape it because it's so hard. It's you just you just it just becomes not enjoyable. So that's why nine times out of ten people end up going crazy or binging on a weekend is because they're just looking for some mm-hmm. sort of escape. They're just like I just need to get away from everything. So it's easier just to go completely off track and then be like, okay, right, here we go, Monday again, rather than think, okay, I'm just going to be good at the weekend. They just want to like just disconnect from absolutely everything. But I know you mentioned it then. I know I speak on behalf of myself, Jason, all of the team, absolutely everyone, like your confidence has come out like 10x and even just how you turn up and how you speak to people is changed so much. What on Through that transformation, how much weight have you lost? How's it changed? What's life like now compared to what it was? So I think Jay started a call and the internet's really bad. Yeah, I can tell it's dropping off. (laughs) (laughs) And so I was saying, what's life like now? What was your transformation? How much weight did you lose? Just paint paint a bit of a picture for people in terms of the the transition and the transformation that you have actually gone through. Okay, from so from January twenty twenty one to this photo shoot last summer, I'd lost. 17 kilos yeah but within a year it was I did like the first 10 by myself and then I I got a coach um and I lost like the next eight to nine that that doesn't add up seven six to seven by myself <laughs> uh with yeah. sorry with the coach um so yeah just feeling a lot more confident being able to I'm buying clothes that I would never have worn before um and as I said before, like you've just seen, you you know, my confidence has grown massively. I, even just speaking to people, I, I can speak to people better. Um, I don't know if that's with the transformation or just like getting used to my job as well, just having to be a good people person. Um, but just, yeah, being a good role model for my clients, but also just being relatable. Like I still like the work and life social balance, not saying I'm a gym, gym head. That's not the saying, whatever the saying gym, is. Gym, gym junkie. Yeah. Um, Whatever it is. Yeah. What was I? I was gonna say muscle head, but that's more. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Um. Yeah. Not that kind. I just like having that balance and being able to show like the everyday everyday person that you can still get results while enjoying your life at the same time. Yeah. Absolutely. So obviously, you lost seventeen kilos. To put that in perspective for people, how how much do you weigh when you first started? I was 79 when I started and I got down to, yeah, I got down to 62 for the photo shoot and now I'm maintaining, well, I then maintained around 65 and now I'm going to do another little cut now to our holiday in March. Yeah, which would be awesome. It's a good perspective because a lot of people think, yes, 17 kilos is a huge amount of weight, but as a smaller person, that's even more impressive because that has got well over, well over, 20% 20% of your body weight yes <laughs> which is which is absolutely huge one fifth of you 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 manage to lose um uh, which is impressive in itself and you should, one you should be so proud of yourself and two I know it has inspired so so many people as well um I can remember when you put the the Instagram post up for the camera we were like oh my god this has gone bonkers yeah like the post went completely bonkers not so many people telling me it was fake as well. I was like, I've worked hard for this. <laughs> yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. Um, but I think, I think there's a a lesson a lesson in itself there because I think people see something like that incredible and they think, oh, it must have been easy for you, or 
you're genetically gifted or something like that. So let's just talk about what were some of the, talk to me about some of the challenges you face because no, no dieting phase, no 17 kilo, 20% weight loss is smooth. Yeah, that was, that was 18 months. So that was, you know, it was a long time with a, a few, like a lot of holidays in between that and stuff as well. Um, so that's why I got a coach as well to obviously get, just get that further, a bit further down. Um, it definitely wasn't easy. Um, I think having Jay doing it with me made such a difference because doing it by yourself, it, it's so, so hard. Um, but having like doing it with someone is a lot easier because I know it's also hard at having a partner that you know they can eat more than you and you're like I feel like I want to eat the same amount but you can't <laughs> so um it's just yeah managing it and yeah it was no it was yeah. definitely hard but it, it was good and it's worth it yeah I think there's something so powerful in making sure that you communicate with the people around you in terms of the goals that you're trying to achieve so that they can support you or without even realizing the people closest to you can actually drag you down if Jay was sat there, hey, let's get a fucking Domino's tonight, and you're like, I'm dieting, it's going to make life a million times harder. Whereas if he's on the journey, even if he wasn't dieting at the same time, if he's really clear and understands like what your goals are, what you need to do, why it's important to you, he's going to support you yeah. with it. Otherwise, it's just a constant battle between the two of you, uh, and it will just make life really, really, really difficult. So um, obviously, you mentioned you have loads of... I was going to say, it's also quite good for a bit of friendly competition. I'm always like, I've done more steps than you today. Or, <laughs> um, yeah, or like we used to, because he was almost like exactly 10 kilos heavier than me. So we were always like racing to get to like the next kilo almost. Yeah, I love that. I absolutely love that. I know Jay wouldn't want to lose either. No, exactly. No, well, neither you. I think you're more, even more competitive than Jay. Um, so perfect. It's working with <laughs> yeah. you too. But um. Obviously, you had a few holidays and things in there. And obviously, we know how hard it is to either maintain results or even just get back on track post-holiday and things like that. How did you go about that? And did you have any slip-ups mm -hmm. whilst you were on holidays? Um, so, obviously, last year, we did the photo shoot beginning of July and we went straight on a 10-day all-inclusive holiday, which probably wasn't the best idea. Um, and then coming back from that, that was a struggle because... Was it, and it was school holidays we had Jay's daughter over for summer um and then we had our engagement party we had loads of family coming over so it was just really hard to get straight back on track after holiday obviously we did as best as we could and I actually maintained really well surprisingly not like because I think my running's gone up as well massively so that definitely helped um but I probably I put on more than I wanted to for the holiday but I was also quite happy that it wasn't too much and I was man I managed to maintain that for the rest of the year like I, I didn't cut again I did a little cut before Christmas but it was only like four weeks really I was really just yeah. maintaining the rest of the year which is nice yeah. I've never really actually been able to enjoy a maintenance phase I've always been like oh, I need to diet I need to diet I need to diet so yeah. Yeah. it was like diet fuck up diet fuck up diet yeah. fuck up <laughs> yeah and I, I know because that that was me as well and every time you do that it takes more and more energy more and more motivation more and more bandwidth to go hey let's get back on it this is the time that i maintain it this is the time i maintain it how, how different has it been actually properly been able to maintain results this time been really nice it's just it's so much more relaxing <laughs> uh, it takes the pressure off and you can actually just enjoy the process a little bit more lift more in the gym set some more performance-based goals rather than just weight loss goals all the time and just actually just enjoy it whilst maintaining which is nice 
Yeah, 100%. I think it'd be really good if we could just kind of, obviously, we, we talk about this all the time to our clients, but just for anyone listening, I just want people to make sure they've got some, one, some inspiration from you because everything that you've managed to do has been incredible. Um, bearing in mind, new job, working two jobs at a, t- a time, three jobs, you're engaged, you've got a partner, Jason's got a little girl, some of the time you've got her here. Like, mm-hmm. you're a busy, you're a busy lady. And I know you like to stay busy as well. Um, and I think hopefully people can take inspiration from that. And I don't like the whole phrase, everyone's got the same 24 hours and things like that because it, everyone is different. But let's talk into the point about how you manage your time, your nutrition, your training. Or if you were to basically speak to Eleanor two years ago, three years ago, if you were to give her advice, what would that be that people can hopefully actually go away and implement straight off the back of listening to this? So when it comes to your nutrition, what would be, say, one or two of the biggest lessons that you've learned or worked well? for you i'd always say consistency i feel like such a cop-out one to say but it is just so true Um, especially over the weekends like your weekend calories count um if you're just tracking monday to thursday and then then you're not tracking friday to saturday that's always half your uh, friday sunday that's always half of your week that you're not tracking which adds up um so just thinking about like thinking about it like that makes much difference um I don't know if this is really offensive, but just moving out of the parents' house, I think helps massively with nutrition because they've always, they have always have food in the house and they um, obviously cooking different meals and stuff. It's so easy to just grab a snack or is being here. I know we're, we're still in the house, but we're in like the annex. So we have our, our own kitchen and that. Um, but I actually, we don't have snacks in the house. Sometimes I'm like, oh my God, I've got 300 calories and I actually don't know what to eat because there's nothing in the house, but it kind of helps. Okay, I- <laughs> We're, we're like that the apartment i think the big takeaway from that is like obviously even if you are living in your home or you are living at home it's just thinking about uh eating environment mm-hmm. it's like if it's there you'll fucking eat it yeah okay i'll give anna a juice she, she does this every now and then i go and go in the fridge or the cupboard and there's something like wrapped in cling film i'm like she was trying to snack on that she yeah. like wraps <laughs> it in cling film so it's really difficult to eat but i think like if you know it's a trigger food for you and if it's there you eat it crisps being a prime example for you just don't buy the crisps or if you do buy the crisps and you want some on a weekend go and buy a one packet don't ju- buy a giant packet or buy a giant multi-pack because you'll probably sit there and eat it so it's just making sure that you're looking after your eating environment and setting yourself up for success yeah well, i get the pop chips so they're not as bad i still buy the big packets because they're cheaper but <laughs> No, I yeah. actually find if I eat, because I used to go, I used to eat a full bag, but I used to fit them in my calories, which is a lot still. But now I, I feel sick if I eat a full bag, so I only have half. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. Ama- it's, ama- it's amazing how after eating well for so long, you think, how did I used to eat that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then I'm just obviously planning around social events and just making sure I get back on it straight after. Um, I almost use them as my rewards. Like, I know I've got a social event coming up, so... Say so next next Sunday we're going to cook a roast dinner for the parents. I know that if I'm going to stick to it until next Sunday, then I can enjoy a roast dinner. But it's just like almost having things to look forward to that keeps you on track. I find it helps massively. And then me and da- me and Jay always have a date night every other week. So like whether that's going out or cooking at home, we just make sure we go right. We've got two weeks on it, and then we have our date night. And it's just like having things to look forward to um and then if you are having drinks making sure that you've got food in the house for a potentially hungover day so you're not tempted to go get a takeaway you know I think um one thing that Anne has always said to me is I prefer that you tracked and went 400 calories over than didn't track and ate your takeaway and went like 4,000 calories over so it's just having that 
that those foods in the house ready so you're not tempted to do anything else or just being proactive and staying ahead of the game i really like what you said there with mm-hmm. having almost something to look forward to it kind of really breaks it up into like sprints yeah most of the people time people slip off of the go trackers they're like oh i don't think i can stay consistent with this but they're not thinking like i can't do this today they're thinking i can't do this consistently for the next three six nine twelve whatever weeks mm-hmm. months whereas if you can just go right I've got the next 10 days. I'm then going to enjoy that meal. And the day after I'm straight back on it. Yeah. It just breaks it down into really like kind of bite-sized manageable chunks. So I think that's a, a, exactly. a golden, two, I, golden takeaway. Yeah. I think the two weeks is like 10 days, two weeks is very manageable. And then you do need to have a little bit of a, a meal or something just to keep you yeah. like excited about it. And I think yeah. people that work towards holidays, it's good to have that really big goal, but split it into those little chunks as well. Yeah like outcome process but it's uh on that that doesn't what well, just to make this really clear for people i was not saying go and have a cheat day where you eat every, fucking everything inside no. <laughs> go and ha- go and have a nice meal out go and have something that's yeah. enjoyable and tasty and satisfies you rather than thinking oh i've got to stick like this and eat like a fish and a rice cake for uh, the, ne- <laughs> the next three months like and if you can learn how to operate out consistently good you'll be absolutely killing it um me and jay are having tacos on saturday but homemade and watching a movie so it's nice <laughs> lovely stuff love a taco mexican's one of my one of my favorite cuisines mm. um how about training obviously we know you love training so like training consistency isn't necessarily a hard, a hard thing for you but even just what have you done differently in your training obviously you mentioned you're running if you were to yeah. give eleanor advice two three years ago what, what would it be um well as I said, i've always enjoyed the gym and i've always consistently gone to the gym but maybe two, three, well, not maybe two, three years ago, I would have gone and changed the gym session every time because I've been like, oh, I can't afford to see that today. I'll do something different. But I still go, but I just used to change it every session. Or I do like a block of four weeks and I'm like, oh, I'll just change this one exercise. I'll just change this one exercise. So it's not, I had good consistency going, but not necessarily good consistency of what I was actually doing. Um, Over lockdown, I definitely, I got very strong. I was the strongest I'd been. I hit like 100 kilo squat and oh, I was on a torn meniscus as well which is good um <laughs> and like did my one rms and then um but as I said I was the heaviest I've been so nutrition went down the drain so gyms never like they've never been a problem runs I still struggle with I still I just never have I always like oh got to go for a run but actually that but I always just remember how good I feel after I've done the run and I think one of the things that's always stuck with me was at strength and conditioning one coach told me that I'm not an endurance angel. I'll never be. I'll never be good at any endurance sports. So I think that always stuck with me. And I was like, well, I can't run. I'm never going to run. So the fact that I'm doing, I'm going to do a half marathon in five weeks. And 24th of February is my date. That I'm going to just do one by myself. If so, we turned around and t- said you'd be doing a half marathon, even just probably 18 months ago, you would have told us to fuck off. Yeah, I think. <laughs> yeah, I think. I, yeah I know I can do one now it's just I'll just build up to it kind of thing yeah, yeah so. 100% you could do you could do one anyone could just go and do a marathon but it's how well do you do it and how do you enjoy yeah. it and also exactly. can you move can you move the day after oh. <laughs> yeah and it's like no one no one's a runner until you yeah no one's a runner until you start and no one's no one's anything until they actually do it so um it's just getting yeah. started isn't it but yeah I still definitely struggle Actually, to be fair, I've got better with my runs because <laughs> sounds really bad, but I'm so I'm so food orientated. 
that I'm like, if I run, I can eat more. <laughs> so yeah, I do. Okay. Yeah. Why do you think I'm training? Why do you think I'm training for an Ironman? I know. That's like I prefer. I prefer to increase my steps or add an extra run in before I drop my calories. If I'm in a cut, I will do everything I can before I have to drop that hundred calories kind of thing. Um, yeah. so it's just yeah. I know you obviously you can't out train a bad diet, but it's it's that balance and yeah. trying everything first. <laughs> There's two ways to create a calorie deficit, move more, mm-hmm. eat less. And it's yeah. now maximizing how much can you move and how many calories you can burn so that you can still eat a decent amount as well. Um, I love what you said in terms of actually keeping the sessions there and making sure they're progressive. What's What's mm-hmm. been the change since doing that? Like what changes have you seen in physique, in your performance, in what you see in the mirror, what you see in your progress photos? Um. I've always I've always been quite muscly. I feel like it's always just been underneath my fat. So, <laughs> um, yeah, because of like tennis and obviously gymming for so long, I've always had um, I'd Good say foundation. yeah, I don't yeah, yeah. don't want to stand up myself. Um, but yeah, I've I've moved away a lot from any upper body stuff because I've I've not I've got big traps and shoulders, and that will be from tennis. Um, so I only really do like for upper body exercises in a week now it's a very lower body focused program um so i think i think my bum's got better i don't yeah <laughs> yeah yeah but yeah 100%. i think i think also it's more i think just more that weight loss and to- like toning up you know like legs look like smoother less cellulite and just look not like nicer in general so that's kind of the main yeah. thing that, that comes from really actually making sure that your training's progressing and if you're constantly mm-hmm. changing everything week to week how do you know if you're actually progressing yeah exactly and just stronger like everything's uh, I've been doing quite high reps recently I kind of want to bring them down but um I'm, <laughs> I'm on the I'm kind of on the weights I was doing say like four to five like three to five reps but I can do the same weight that I was, that I was doing on three to five to about seven to ten reps now so um the strength's gone up massively yeah and that's another point in itself I think so so many particularly females think that you have to go and all of a sudden put more weight on the bar, put more weight on the bar, put more weight on the bar. You do, you do need to get stronger, but there's multiple different ways that you can get stronger. You can do the same weight for more reps. You could do the same weight for more sets and reps. You could have less rest. You could go slower. Your former technique could be better. You could have a pause in. There's a million different ways. Um, If you're maybe in the gym, not feeling crazy confident about putting the weight up, add another rep on, add another Mm -hmm. set on, do a one second pause at the bottom. But progression is absolutely key. What about? Yeah, I've been love. I've been loving my back off sets recently. Start putting them in yeah. clients' programs now. I'm like, haha, evil. Yeah, back off set is savage. Always, always still failure as well. Especially, um, especially on the hip thrusts. All about the booty gains. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Honestly, glute. If you want to grow some glutes, like frequency is king. Like hip hip thrust three to four times a week, and tell me your glutes don't grow. I dare you. You can't because mm-hmm. <laughs> it will. Mm-hmm. Um, any ev- and everything from sets of three to five to sets of. 2025 20, um burn baby burn but it works yeah but it works and band- um, banded <laughs> yeah oh, savage um let's kind of con- condense lifestyle and mindset what's kind of one big thing you've maybe implemented that's been different for your lifestyle that you think would be useful for people um so one of them i think we've as i said before doing it with jay <clears throat> so helping each other out um definitely helps you your mindset of just actually doing it um remembering my why is a big one 
So I want to be a good role model for my clients, feel more comfortable and confident in myself. Um, we've also got our wedding next year, which I know it sounds really premature, but I'm like, I don't want to be dieting my wedding. So I want to get it all done this year and then just go for a really nice maintenance phase before the wedding. So I, I, I don't want to be dieting around my Hindu or anything like that. So just pre-planning for 18 months in advance. Um, yeah, that, that, that's, that's so, I don't know, the most proactive and organized human <laughs> being in the world. Yeah. Um, I think one of the other things was just understanding that things need to change. Like what works for you one week might not actually work for you the next week. Um, mm. And that's why us as coaches, we get people to change things. But also um, one example for me was like I used to, I, I, I change quite regularly, actually. Sometimes I'll eat three big meals in a day in my calories. But sometimes I prefer to have five smaller meals in a day and in my calories so it's just understanding that it not everything's going to work all the time and everyone's different and that you need to change some things every now and then just to keep it interesting and keep you progressing and moving forward yeah what, what would you say to someone who's hesitant about the change why <laughs> no just, um yeah why um what what do you think will go wrong with it because and if you don't try things how do you know it's not going to work it might work better than what's going on now. Um, and the reason we do changes is to keep the moment, moment I can't say the word, momentum. Momentum. <laughs> keep the momentum and keep you moving forward. So um, don't be scared of change. Everything yeah. changes all the time. Yeah, you've got to embrace it. And I think that's really good. It's like, that's great. Like, why are you scared of it? Is that like yeah. getting clear on that? And then also, what if we change it and this works better? Yeah. Exactly. That's a, a really, really, really good thought process behind it. Power, so power question. You know, you know, we love a power question. Um, mm -hmm. Okay, what what about mindset shift? Um, or... I feel like I don't. In what way? Okay, I, I I picked up on obviously the big thing that you said was you always told yourself you weren't a runner yeah or you because you because you got told it when you were younger yeah and now I can I can run <laughs> I got quite quick actually recently yeah like I think last year really quick yeah last year I was I think so I did a 15k beginning of last year and I was averaging like six and a half minute kilometers which is slow I think I could have walked it quicker but <laughs> and then um and then I did it at the end of the year and I did it and I think I averaged five minute 25 kilometers and straight over a minute off per kilometer which is a lot within a year um so yeah only six more cases and a half but yeah um mindset wise I think it's just reminding myself why and just reminding myself how good I'll feel after I do a workout after I do a run if once I've meet, met my goals it's just just always wanting to be better yeah Con constantly striving to be better do more and mm -hmm. just live life on your terms essentially it's yeah. um i think the big thing and i know one of your favorite quotes is that the only workout you regret is the one you didn't do and yeah it's... or you yeah or only one workout away from a good mood as well yeah I don't, I don't know anyone who does a workout and then feels shit after no exactly even if it was a bad workout you still went and did one it's fine <laughs> yeah exactly you're proud of yourself for getting through a, a tough workout even though it wasn't an amazing day we got it done we're one step closer, yeah. one step closer to who I want to be, the goals that I want to achieve. How do you motivate yourself apart from that? Are there any other ways that if you, you just can't be bothered 
You can't be asked to do your steps. You can't be asked to track your food. You can't be bothered to get in the gym. What'd you do? Mine's gen. I think mine's genuinely. I feel better after, and I'll also go. Will I regret it tomorrow? If I don't do it today, and also I think I've got stuck in such a good routine of so I gym Monday, Wednesday, Saturday, I run Tuesday, <clears> Friday. If one of those I end up doing on a different day, it messes up my whole week, and then I'll be sore on the days I don't want to be sore, and having to do having to then work out four days in a row rather than have my rest day. I think it just ruins my whole week if I don't just because I might be not motivated one day, but I will be the next day. And then it just then that ruins my week, and I don't like that. I'm a planner. You are a planner, but that that's why you also, manage to get the results. I went, yeah, yeah and on, on Tuesday I did my tempo run, and the weather was disgusting. Like, I ended up having to put my phone up my sleeve because it was just getting that wet. I was like, surely this is going to break my phone because I was running my phone with Spotify on. So I had to end up putting it up my sleeve, and I had like my hat over my AirPods, trying then not to get wet. But I was like. It feels like so much more of an accomplishment when it's pissing down with rain, doesn't it? So hundred percent. So I used to have this really fucked up thing as a kid. If it was like horrible weather and I was out training or doing something, I'm like, this is where I get ahead because no one's doing this shit. <laughs> that was, yeah. that's my that's my weird head when I went up at five a.m. work and I'm like, this is where we get ahead. No one else is doing this. Um, but that's a little sadistic thing in in our heads. But I, love that. I think the big thing of kind of looking forwards and going will i regret this and the most powerful thing there i think is the power of routine if Mm -hmm. you constantly rely on motivation or willpower to get you up and going you're just setting yourself up to fail but finding a routine that works for you Mm -hmm. yours is monday wednesday saturday gym run tuesday thursday and i'm sure those sessions sometimes Friday sorry um sometimes move in terms of slight times or you've got a backup plan but you know what's going to happen yeah, I've recently changed my my run. So I used to run on a Saturday, but now that if I run on a Friday, there's less cars, less kids running around. If I go around the cycle track, so it's just easier to run on a Friday. So. Yeah, so I think that that routine is key. And then I know one big share for me is like sometimes I'll have my routine, and then I would negotiate with myself. Like I said, I'm going to do a gym workout at this time. Like, oh, I'll just push it back. I'll do it later. Later never comes. Or I'll do it tomorrow. And then, like you said, it throws the yeah. whole rest of your week off. Stick to the fucking plan. Yeah. Yeah. Don't negotiate. Yeah, and I, I, I love having a Thursday, Sunday rest day. because It's like a midweek. And then I like on a Sunday, me and Jay, we'll get our steps in, but then we'll just kind of have a movie day. And I don't work on a Sunday other than sending checking messages. But yeah, it's just like, I like, I just really like my routine at the moment. <laughs> yeah. So, and you found, yeah. you found what works for you and what works for you is going to be different for someone, but... <laughs> It's going to take some trial and error. It's going to take mm-hmm. some time. But once you find it, it's then just don't fuck with it. Keep it there. Fine-tune, tweak it, and adjust and be open to change. But if it doesn't need to change, yeah. stick with it. And I'm stick definitely not motivated. Definitely not motivated all the time. Like, definitely not. When people say they're not motivated. Like, n- neither are we sometimes. But we, yeah. it's, as I said, it's just routine and just getting it done and knowing how much you're going to feel better after it. Are you going to regret it? Is it going to mess up the rest of your week? <laughs> Are you yeah, going to meet, if you a... don't do it, are you going to still meet your goals? So it's just asking yourself the questions and yeah. getting your motivation from yourself. Yeah. One big thing that was going through my head, um, I was in Dubai, I had a, a, 60, a 60K bike into a 10K run. It was a long old cycle. And I was there like, this is hard. But I'm choosing to do this hard. I'm like, <laughs> I used to think when I was 25 kilos heavier than I am and being overweight is hard. Having low energy is hard. Having no confidence is hard. 
feeling like shit is hard. Looking in the mirror and not feeling like happy with what looks back is hard. Tracking your food is hard. Being in shape is hard. Maintaining weight loss is hard. Gymming is hard. Nutrition is hard. Meal prep's hard. Which hard would you rather choose? Because they're the fucking same. That's how I look at it. I might yeah. use it. Use it. You when, to choose which hard you when get you, to choose. Yeah, and when you eat and train better, you you feel better and you have more energy. I feel like if I have if I, like, I remember going on holiday, if I didn't do anything for a week, I just feel like crap, and you feel more tired. You, I feel like you get tired doing nothing. So yeah. just having eating better and training better you just you do just have more energy and you feel better in general yeah. not just after the session you feel all day and then that allows you to be a better partner a better brother sister buddy, dog mum dog mum whoever it might <laughs> be um but i absolutely love it i know there's been some golden takeaways um if you were to start your journey again was there anything you'd do differently um Don't, I, I want to say no, but I think I, I did pretty well, to be fair. <laughs> um, I definitely had a lot, a lot go on last year as well, um, which was out of my control kind of thing. So, yeah, I don't know. I still, I did it in like a nice, sustainable way that was still, I still managed to do stuff and go on holidays and. We got engaged, went to Paris, we went on all-inclusive holiday. We went, you know, we still managed to do all of that while still getting our results. Yeah, we've been in the UK a lot, lots, even more this year. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. What's the biggest lesson that um, this transformation has taught you? That I can do it. I'm putting you on the spot with these, but I absolutely love that. You can do it. Yeah, that I can do it. Um, I am a runner now. (laughs) Um, I, I am limitless potential yeah I can you know actually set myself goals that you know might sound I like your idea of doing a goal and a stretch goal as well um, mm. which is something gotcha. that I've started to bring in so for example my half marathon my goal is sub two hours but my stretch goal is sub 150 which may be a bit excessive would have been alright mm-hmm. if I was doing it in March but we're going on holiday in March so I'm having to do it earlier so now Sub 155, maybe, yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, but people can relate that back to like weight loss or anything. It's like set a goal that's like mm-hmm. this. I'm pretty achieved. This is very confident, achievable. Yeah. I'm confident I can do this. It's not going to be easy because we want to challenge ourselves. But and then set a goal that's like if I will go in and this might be possible, but it's going to be a stretch. Like, and then if you if you achieve the first one, great. If you achieve the next one, incredible. Um, really good one. Okay. Um, oh I've got another one I've got another one (laughs) um the maintenance phase is worth it so just really push yourself because the once you be able to reverse diet and and maintain it's just the best feeling because you've hit your goals and obviously you you then set more goals but um just being able to enjoy the process a little bit more eat eat more food while still maintaining it also then makes any future cuts a lot easier and shorter. Yeah. So when, when someone reaches their their kind of weight loss goal, let's say they want to lose 10 kilos, they're down to 60 kilos, for example. Um, do you want to tell people, like, one, how they roughly want to run a reverse diet very quickly? And two, what would they kind of be trying to make sure they maintain their weight in? 
yeah so um I don't like to use the word weight loss goal but as in like as in an actual number we do have rough numbers but really it's once you're happy when you look in the mirror we'll usually try and push you that little bit further um just so we have that wiggle room for the reverse diet where we slowly increase your calories week on week by roughly 50 to 100 depending on how slowly we're going to do it um whilst maintaining your body weight so we look at that very closely um maintaining your body weight within three to five percent so um just see kind of how high we can get your calories whilst maintaining um yeah absolutely i know we've got we've got some clients who are like in the 50 something kilos and eating upwards of upwards of 2000 calories and maintaining that new leaner mm-hmm. more more aesthetic more toned more athletic physique yeah. but eating more than they ever have been because they've managed to run the reverse diet effectively and they've done everything the right way but the biggest thing is they've trusted the process and they've done the work after the work which i think yeah. everybody forgets about so yeah you don't um, you need to in the reverse diet phase you've still got to be really strict to then enjoy the maintenance um that's a bit where people sometimes go a bit wrong because they think oh, i've lost weight now right let's go food yeah. crisps <laughs> yeah it's about yeah. enjoy yourself out the back of it but then have a very clear set deadline okay right this is the game plan i think that's where having a coach is really important having a game plan as well in terms of this is why i'm doing this and this is what needs to happen and this is going to set me up for the rest of my life because otherwise you will just be a serial dieter for the rest of your life and you'll keep going up and down and keep going up and down. And every time you do it, you feel worse, it gets worse, you feel shit, you lose your confidence. Okay. Um, all right. So what's next for L? What's next for EJ? Apart from um, the half marathon. Yeah. So half marathon end of next month. Um, I'm going to yeah, so do a, a cut into our holiday. We're all going to Punta Cana in, in March, see the see the family. Um, and then after that, kind of see where I'm at. We've got another photo shoot in June. So it might be that I do a bit of a reverse and then I can just a mini cut into the photo shoot if I need to. Um, that's what we're talking about weight-wise. And then gym-wise, I want to do a 100 kilo squat for reps because I've only really done it for a one RM, wanted it for reps um but I'm kind of just focusing on the marathon for now um and then I'll set some proper gym-based goals post-holiday because it's quite hard to set them right now because I know we've got only six weeks left in Jersey then we're moving to the UK so we'll be at a different gym um and then we go on holiday for 16 days so it's basically after that then I can um get back into routine and set some proper goals and Mm -hmm. I think as we're moving so it's a very busy time up, up the house and that yeah yeah big time i think it's you can relate that back to mm-hmm. everything you said there it's about what you said is that just breaking things down into sprints but hey you've got yeah. this goal this is the next four six weeks we're doubling down on that then it's about the north mm-hmm. next four six weeks it's like you seem to do really well in terms of just breaking things down making it digestible not overwhelming because we always concentrate on that big end goal it can become super scary super overwhelming it stops you actually taking action or doing the things you need to do to be able to get there. Whereas if you can break it down and make it understandable, yeah. you crush it exactly like you have. Um, anything else you'd want to say to people listening in terms of advice, encouragement, anything like that? Um, I think I've said everything, but I think just mainly just do it for you. You can't do it because someone else wants you to do it because you're not, you're not going to do it. You need to do it for yourself. You need to yeah. just believe that you can do it as well. You can do it. And the only person who's telling you you can't is you. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So, I love it. I really, really appreciate it. I want to say a huge well done. But seeing you 
developed personally and professionally over the last couple of years have been absolutely amazing and uh i'm not just saying that because i'm your brother either as well um so guys appreciate it make sure you give l a follow eleanor johnson fitness give it a share change kind of story give us a tag and if you are listening to us on spotify or apple please leave us a five-star review we'd really really appreciate it i'll catch you in the next one bye